0: Celebrating female role models across our community, live from McRobinson's Girls High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on MacRob Live.
1: Welcome everyone, live from McRobinson Girls High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on MacRob Live. My name is Millie and my co-hosts today are Jade, Lily and Zoe. And our special guest today is Stephanie Ruth, one of the fabulous teachers at our school.
2: Uh, hi, Stephanie. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Millie. How are you today? I'm feeling good. We've also got some beautiful sunshine streaming into our room where we are this afternoon. Yeah, the
1: the weather's fabulous today.
2: It's Mm. actually so lovely.
1: So maybe as our first question, I'd just like to ask you, why did you want to become a teacher? Like what was the motivation for
2: doing that? Oh, this is such a loaded question, I feel like, to ask any teacher why they wanted to teach. It took me a really long time to work out that I wanted to do teaching. It wasn't something that I was like initially when I was in high school, like this is what I would like to do. It was something I had thought about. Like education is super exciting, super engaging. But it wasn't until I was partway through um, my honours year that I really started thinking about what I wanted to do and what sort of, um, I guess, connection I wanted to have post uni. And so I can even remember the moment where I was like, Yeah, I think I want to do teaching. And it was a conversation I had with a friend about what I was looking at doing. Um, I think the main thing initially was when I thought about getting into education, I was really excited, of course, to teach history specifically and also bio. uh, And I just wanted to share that passion and enthusiasm with young people. But when I started teaching, That still remained, but there was like a shift in terms of what actually really drove me as a teacher, which maybe some of you have picked up on, but um, getting to really know my students and understanding who they are and how as schools we can support young people in their goals and ambitions kind of as a student, as an academic student, but also their personal achievements and their social and emotional learning as well.
3: Yeah. yeah, you've um you've mentioned uh getting to know your students and getting involved at the school. Um, what were some of the roles you actually have at the school in terms of maybe portfolios or clubs that you're a part of?
2: Yes, I feel like this is this is a big question. I think um, in my time here, I've been here for three years now at McGrob, Uh the first few years, I did some um, DPS coordination with Miss Ralston, which was awesome. That was a lot of fun getting to know our DPS community, which is, I think, the biggest student-led community club at school. Um, this year, I'm working with Wendy and Nana and the, uh, with FAM and the FAM community, so Friends at McRobb, which is a really wonderful uh group of uh, students who work together to come up with initiatives. They're working really hard on some things for RUOK day slash week with McGrub Week at the moment. Um, I'm involved in our IB curriculum as well, which is something that not every student will see because not every student does IB. So, we're working in our IB team. Um, clubs, lots of clubs, Lily, Latin Club, we're um, happening and we have some other clubs uh, in terms of the politics club I've been involved with. And there was a knitting club that happened last year, but sadly has not happened so far this year. Those are like the main, I think, student leadership club things that I have been involved with so far.
3: And yeah, you mentioned IB, um, actually you've told us before that you actually did IB during
2: high school. What was that experience like for you? Oh, The IB experience was super awesome and all of my IB students know this and we have spoken a lot about this. What I really liked about IB and also why I was really excited to start at Macrob, is because when I started here, we were becoming an IB school. I just really like the focus on learning as like a whole person that the IB really promotes, as opposed to sometimes that gets I think a little bit lost with VC um, and the pressures kind of day to day really mount up. The IB you have breadth of subjects, and as all of you know, I teach across two domains, so I have a very big interest in teaching science and and within the humanities. Um, where was I going with my thought? <laughs> lost it. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, but I think the IB experience just really celebrates you as a person and that was really fun to do. It was very stressful at times, don't get me wrong. It was a lot of work with the internal assessments and the the build-up of a two-year curriculum towards the end of year 12. But I just like that all the things that I was doing at school were being celebrated within the program. Just
0: going off of that, we were sort of wondering, because obviously a lot of us are doing VCE. But I think many of the U9s and 10s listening to this might be wondering if they should do IB. Did you find IB prepared you well for university or just like life in general?
2: I think both, but VC also does the same. There are really big pros and cons of both both pathways. What I really liked about IB is it does prepare you really well for the type of learning you'll do outside of school, specifically if you're looking at going to university. The types of internal assessments that are really student-driven, student-led is kind of what you'll experience at university. They'll be like, hey, here's an assignment. Good luck. Off you go (laughs) when you get to uni, but uh, IB, you get that more scaffolded experience, which is really lovely to transition to.
3: Yeah. And during, I believe year 10, I think that you went to, you did a program, you took part in a program uh, where you traveled to the Kimberley, the Kimberley there, yeah, there you in go, West Australia. <laughs> in Western Australia. <laughs> um, what did that program really entail and what did you do as part of that program?
2: Yeah. So that was my own high school experience when I was in year 10. So um, some of you know, but I went to Wesley and Wesley have a really big, uh, history with a community in the Kimberley um, and when I was in year 10 I was fortunate enough they had just built uh, the Umaralee Studio School. So feel free to have a bit of a Google, it's a really wonderful place and they it's a partnership school with a uh, local community particularly from the Fitzroy Crossing region and we it's about like learning on country and coming together to live for a few weeks and experience it the students the local students from the Kimberley spend half a year in that school up in uh, uh, in the Kimberley and then come down to Melbourne for half of the education and working towards improving educational outcomes for aboriginal students in australia that was a really i think a very eye opening experience to some of my philosophies and goals about Uh, education in Australia from a very young age. And I think a lot of you know that I'm very passionate about uh, educating ourselves around our First Nations peoples and helping to improve and close the gap around a whole range of things, including education, educational outcomes too.
1: Yeah. So, um, in case anyone doesn't know, at McRub, we don't currently have any First Nations students. Um, that, we, that, we, that identify that we, to yeah, us. Yeah, exactly, that we're aware of. What would you say um, would be some steps that McRob can take to um, further embed that um, – uh, acceptance and like recognition and culture of
2: Indigenous peoples that we don't already have or that we could like, improve on. Oh, A big question. I think the first thing is working more closely with local um, communities in our in our area. Um, and the Bunurong people are our um, local elders, and working with them and making sure. We have a stronger Indigenous voice within our school, so even little things like we could work with an artist to commission um, a plaque. I actually had the conversation with uh, Miss T, Miss Dunicliffe. Um that's a really specific plaque of an um, an acknowledgement of country that we could have up permanently in the school. It's a really small thing. Working with elders as well to develop uh, within particularly all of our subjects because Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander um, is a cross-curriculum priority, so it's something that in every subject that every student does at McGraw, we should be having exposure and experience to. So Having them sit through and go with our, with our teachers and look at our curriculum would be a really wonderful thing. And I think I would love to see down the line some adjustments to how the selective entry process is put in place to support um, encouraging more people, especially Aboriginal students, because we have had Aboriginal students attend our school in the past. So how can we tailor that? I'm oh, not tailor it, but how can we make sure that our process to getting access and entry to our school is more inclusive for all, all people in Victoria?
3: Yep, and you mentioned like skills that you think are important across any type of subject and those could include maybe like critical thinking skills stuff like that what do you think is the importance of that or why do you think skills like that are important for any anyone to learn? In terms of
2: critical thinking in general, Jade?
3: Critical thinking in general, any other type of
2: cross-curricular skills as well. Oh, cross-curricular skills are so important, right? Because when you just focus on learning in your subject, whether that's biology or physics or mathematics, often you can lose sight of how they're actually all connected. And that's so important. Like you get into the real nitty gritty content, especially as you progress up to your 12 level. But taking a step back and thinking these things aren't isolated. They actually all connect. And having the ability to think critically about things or even question uh, information that's told even sometimes your teachers maybe we tell you information that maybe you want to question I've done this activity with um, my my talk students with IB Um, so thinking about what is the big picture and making sure you are continuously analyzing and thinking about that and those skills are not unique to a particular subject they are transferable across all of your subjects so they're really fundamental to devote time to in our learning um, at school and beyond school as well that's the kind of learning the lifelong learning that you'll keep doing
0: yeah. Would you say that those skills are sort of all that motivation is what drove you to teach both like history and science? Because obviously I think a lot of people think that they're quite separate.
2: Yeah, that's a good question, Lily. I I don't know. I just, when I got to uni, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I just kept doing things that I loved learning about. Uh, and then I guess maybe they, that's why I ended up, without even realising, articulating that thought. Um, so I think... For me, I just followed what I was passionate about, learning myself, and then that's translated to a bit of a unique combo. I don't think I've ever met anyone else who teaches history and bio, but there is a lot of, for those bio students listening, coming up in unit four, we have a lot of history because we're looking at evolution and human evolution as well, which is pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Be Like Her live on McRobLive, live live from McRobinson Girls High School in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Millie and my co-host today are Jade, Lily and Zoe. And we are joined today by Stephanie Ruth, our special guest. Um, She's one of the teachers at our school and super important to our community.
0: Yeah. So just going back to the start, do you think
3: you have any role models or like specific figures in your life who like inspired you to like educate people and push forward like these important things such as like Aboriginal rights and many of these rights
2: and issues today? Oh, this is oh, again, mm. such a good question. My yeah. my biggest role models. this is really hard because I think some historic, like for me personally, uh, there are some teachers who taught me who were very influential. I think in shaping the type of person that I am, but also mm. the type of teacher that I have become. I'm um, a big shout out to my Year Twelve and Year Eleven and Year Ten English teacher, Miss Barton, in particular. <laughs> she was a really, um, she was really instrumental to shaping a lot about my early sort of identity around education. In terms of now, I think. This is a little cheesy, but honestly, I really have a lot of role models at school currently, sometimes even from our students, but also from our really incredible staff. We are really fortunate to have some of the most incredible people who are part of our school community, um, whether that be in a humanities meeting or a science meeting and just listening and learning from my colleagues is something that has really continued to push me and shape me and make sure that I don't become too stagnant in my thoughts and ideas and that I'm kind of continuously trying to think about what are we doing this really effective and then where are areas for future growth as well
3: yep yeah, um perfect um you mentioned being expired by this student and you, we know that the community here at Macrob is a little different than some others um in i believe this is your first teaching job yes my yes, first school yeah. um did you have like a particular interest in this school initially like in trying to apply for jobs do,
2: What piqued your interest about this school? oh, this again, I, I have to be really honest. When I applied for this school, I was not thinking that I would one, work here. And two, I wasn't sure if I wanted to work here. I was really just looking for a job, which is, <laughs> um, which is a, a little bit cheeky, but I, I think the, the better question is why do I still want to work here as opposed mm, to why yeah. did I initially want to work here? Um, the very first, you can tell people get really nervous about job interviews. That's a really scary thing. Even if you're just going for a part-time or casual job, it's kind of scary to be like, hey, these are the really good things about me and you should hire me. Um I I feel like especially for, for women, that can be a little bit more daunting too. So when I went for my job here, um, I had some really good advice actually from one of my mentor teachers who had me for a few placements when I was doing my, my studying for becoming a teacher. And her best tip was like, when you go to an interview, you're also like interviewing them because you're trying to work out if you this is actually a place where you would like to work and so when I had my interview here I felt really good and I walked away I was like oh I really want this job I don't know I just got a very good energy um from my interview panel and then eventually I ended up getting my job but I think there's something really special about our school and why do I want to keep working here I think I have a lot of goals that I can personally achieve here in my time that I would like to see through um some of those are around history education big shout out (laughs) to the history team um but also I think there's something really special about our community. It's a little bit, I think, Miss Kalura's throwback. Um, back in the day mm. said something like, our school is a bit of a weird, but in a positive way, like a positive, weird bubble school where there's some unique things that happen here. And it's hard to pinpoint exactly but what makes it so special and what makes it so unique. But um, I think, yeah, I have my goals that I want to see see through here. So what I want to say, and also the students are so special. <laughs> you All of you are really wonderful. And I learn stuff every day from all of my interactions with our students. And that's just really exciting to kind of come into. I'm never bored at school. I know sometimes maybe you feel differently. <laughs> Me personally. <laughs> um, there's never a day where I'm like, oh, this is kind of, mm. no, I, I learn, generally learn things every day. And I'm always surprised about what nuggets of info I pick up, which is cool. That's so interesting. And you do mention
1: like McRob is definitely a very unique environment compared to a lot of other schools, um, compared to my old high school the one thing that stands out to me is the sense of school spirit that both the students and the staff carry. Um, I know my old school definitely didn't have such a strong sense of pride for the, for the, for the name of the school, like the, the McRobb name students like carry that with a, a sense of purpose. Um, And even though we're all frustrated at times, you know, we're all (laughs) glad to be here, I think, for the most part. Um, And I think a lot of that does come back to the teachers because we have really, like, great teachers. And you were mentioning earlier one of the reasons you really enjoy teaching currently is because you um, have really strong connections with the students at the school. And I think a lot of the students feel that as well. So, like, can you talk to me about why you think or, like, why? What makes the students at the school
2: like so worth investing in, in your opinion? Oh, that's so loaded. I'd like to add, if I ever teach at any other school, I would feel very similar. <laughs> um, I think for our specific students, oh, there's just like a sense of warmth and kindness that kind of just comes through the the all the year levels. There is. I also just love that our students love learning most of the time. I would echo maybe not all the time, but most of the time (laughs) there's an excitement to be in the classroom um, and to be at our school, even though we've lost a little bit of our patch of grass, so we don't have quite as much space (laughs) to spread out. Um, What makes our students so special is their generosity as well. Our students are really, really supportive and I know that I've had these conversations with students around some of the challenges and struggles about being a Macrob student. Some people don't always feel that sense of joy and excitement about being a part of Our community, but I think there's generally someone here for everybody. I hope there is, and if you haven't found that person, I hope you can do. If you're listening and feeling like maybe you don't have that same experience, I think it's just the fact that people are really nice and really kind. When I ask new students when they come, and some of you, I would have asked back in year nine about what surprised you about starting at grub. Usually, and I asked some year nines earlier this year, Usually, like, oh, like, I'm surprised at how nice everybody is. I think people have a lot of expectations about what our school will be like. And then when they come here, they don't always match up. Um, but yeah, the the general joys of the year level, um, the enthusiasm, the independence, like our students are really, there's a lot of self-motivation, um, though not always again, <laughs> <if> that's okay. <laughs> um, and there's a sense of Connection and uh, really something about there's something special about being here. It's really hard to pinpoint, and I struggle, but I think it's just this overarching sense of maybe joy or relief to be here. Maybe I'm imposing emotions, (laughs) but I think there's this sense of accomplishment to come here, um, and then finding people who like you are really passionate about whatever it is that you have a a joy in. I think is really special, but not all schools tend to have that sort of similar similar um, experience.
0: Yeah, and I think the um the level of student leadership and agency which we touched on earlier, it's quite different to other schools. Like I know at my old school we didn't even really have like school captains or anything like that. Do you think that because students at Macrob have so much opportunity to like lead and grow that better prepares them for like life outside because obviously we face a lot of challenges competing for jobs and stuff and standing up for ourselves
2: as like women. Do you think that the student leadership aspect helps with that absolutely also an excellent question thanks lily i think 100 that was actually when i going back to why i started teaching here one of the questions i asked in my interview and miss pride answered this question was something along the lines of when because this was also back in 2020 so when we were in lockdown i was like well how is our like what is happening with our, our school community how are students being connected or what opportunities do they still have outside the classroom at school and we went on a massive chat i think maybe some of value 12s in the room would maybe i think they were using thrive or some of you might remember back yeah uh, yes maybe yeah I it's kind of like so.
3: facebook okay
2: <laughs> um but yeah and then we went on a, a, a tangent about student leadership at Macrob, and i think we have about 25 percent of our entire school is involved in some avenue of student leadership which is huge an astronomical number and i think there would be we would be hard to find a lot of other schools with that similar aspect so absolutely the types of skills that leadership can establish in terms of being and there's different types of leaders i think When you talk about a leader, there are obviously, you will know this from all of your experiences with teachers and other student leaders, but there are different people who will lead with their different experience. Um, And they'll bring different things to the table. There's no universal this makes an excellent leader. Of course, there are some aspects that make a leader, uh, leaders really excellent. And some of those aspects really transfer to life outside of school. So helping with even your basic organizational skills, sh- student leadership, if you're involved in that, you have to be on top of things. You have to be organized. You have to be able to get people to support whatever it is you're trying to push your, um, with your agendas or your activities. And you're also trying to unite people for like that common that common purpose that you're looking at. So all of those skills are really Excellent for looking at life outside of school. I absolutely would agree with your question.
3: Yeah. Um. So speaking about the future, um, I was just wondering, how do you think Macrob is successful in preparing all of their students for the future?
2: At some point. Oh, okay. We obviously, we all. We, do we want to talk about the Etar word? I feel like maybe not. I, <laughs> um, we know that we get really excellent academic results. So I think in that regards, preparing a lot of our students for university, there are some things that are happening both within individual classes and then what you may not see behind the scenes with teachers collaborating, planning um, outside the or You may sometimes see teachers tucked away in rooms doing this um, outside the classroom. And I think we're really, I'm really hoping we're building, doing a lot of work post pandemic to really support the social and emotional development, and then also through the opportunities that Lily mentioned with student leadership um, to give you skills that are useful beyond the, the academics. Uh, hopefully some of our things that we are trying to establish with our, um, our wellbeing team and our wellbeing programs through our Connect program are helping to develop some of those skills that um, you need in terms of, building resilience capacity because that's something that's really hard and i don't think many people in life will hit a point where like i'm completely resilient like the learning to navigate challenges and setbacks is something that's always really difficult even i was speaking with my connect earlier today so shout out to 10j um, <laughs> and we were talking about friendships and we were having conversations around how even at any point in life navigating friendships that are really difficult or when things don't go as, as planned it doesn't necessarily get it Easier when there are people that you're trying to support or care about that you really care about, and how to navigate when things maybe a little bit, um, a little bit more challenging in terms of maybe a friendship has gone toxic or you're trying to navigate that. So. Um, I think we're we're doing a lot of work to try and help support our students, not only in their academic pursuits, but also just to make sure that you are really confident, really capable adults when you leave school as well.
3: Mm. Yeah, I know we've talked a lot about like my students and how our school helps them, but I just wanted to ask about how you were as a student and how much you
2: think you've changed since you were in high school. Oh, this is so hard. (laughs) Um... I really, students often ask me about my high school experiences and I really find it difficult to like imagine myself back in class, like sitting as a student is really difficult for me. Like what are my teachers doing? And do I do that now? It's actually really challenging for me. I think I was probably pretty similar as I am now. I think it's hard to like see myself being a lot different. Um, I feel like I was always fairly comfortable at school. I had a really positive school experience, which is part of the reason why I wanted to jump into education. I was fairly involved in school communities with leadership and school activities. I think you can probably guess that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was probably pretty similar. I found myself, my year level was really awesome. I had a really awesome year level at school where it was kind of like the year level, like I had my, 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 my friendship group, but then also I was like, there's no one at school I don't feel comfortable talking to and having a chat with. So that was a really enjoyable experience about my school. I may have been a little bit more a procrastinator than some of you though <laughs> maybe maybe that was my my challenge um, especially at the end of year 12.
0: yeah would you say there are any skills or like traits that you had as a young person that sort of helped you as you're like moving along this career path because I think you started quite young as a teacher and were there any challenges that you faced maybe like discrimination or anything like that
2: oh I don't know. See, sometimes some people don't like acknowledging their youth in teaching. And sometimes, like, oh, it's okay. Um, I don't think there was anything too difficult. I'm, I'm pretty, I have to acknowledge my privilege in moving through the education system, which is something I have always been. I had the conversation with people at uni where I got, we I very heavily disagreed around an interaction with students about shaming students and sharing whole class lists of data. And I was like, this was a really good thing for me at school. And I was like, yeah, that may be so. But if you were to share a whole list of student data around, like a math test, for example, and you showed the top person, everyone else, and then the bottom person. I was like, that's going to destroy your complete trust with a lot of those students in class. And I was like, we have to acknowledge that people, this is when I was doing my master's of teaching, we are all successors of the education system. We have been able to move through fairly easily, fairly accessibly through the system. Um, and when you make really big generalizations around how you're going to interact or with other people who might not have those same experiences, you have to kind of acknowledge that and think about whether or not those are the right choices to make. For me, I think I was always just, I know this is really hard for a lot of young people, but to be open to to making mistakes is really hard. Like it's really hard to sit down and be like, oh yeah, okay, if I mess this up, is that going to be okay? But I think some of the pressure points, and I even was again talking with the IB students about their RIAs, I can pinpoint the breaking points of my year 12 journey um, very clearly. And I think looking back and going, well, why did I get into that situation? Some of it was poor planning, some of it was just I think inevitable um, with some of the the workload that I was experiencing. But looking at how you can't overcome when things don't go your way or looking at well, okay, does it what's the big impact? What's the big consequence of this? Is it huge? Maybe not. Is it okay that I messed up? Yes, absolutely. People make so many mistakes in life. That's completely normal behavior, and it helps you to learn. Uh, and I think uni, just being willing to like have a go, uni is very different to school. And when you get there, you'll you'll understand if that's your pathway. Um, and being indep- a really motivated, independent person is something that's really helpful to continue to move through uni. No one is going to chase you up for your incomplete university assignments <laughs> um, there. That's for sure. Um. Yeah, you talk about building trust
1: with your students and I think that's something that we can all agree that you do really well and you um, do a really good job of building a lot of respect from your students because I think you understand like too, how it's a two-way relationship and I think we all feel a lot of respect towards you. Is there anything that you would say to students? Like, I think a lot of us um, feel a bit like, daunted to be moving on into like adult life, into uni life or into... Um, TAFE or whatever pathway they're planning on going through I think it can be quite like scary for a lot of students. Is there anything that you would say
2: to students to try about that process? Be excited! Life is really exciting. I think there's so much pressure on on students, especially at high school. Um, right, you've had 12, 13 years of education, and it's culminating in year 12, the big pointy end of the year. And there's a lot of emotion that come with that, and there's feelings of excitement, feelings of a bit maybe a bit of anxiety, dread, fear sometimes, or on the flip side, just total joy to be finished your final exams. So look forward to that. It's a it's a really big ride, and coming to the end of school can be yeah, the whole the whole emotional experience can happen. So embrace that. I think when you start thinking about life after school, just thinking about what do you want to keep doing? It can be there's almost so much choice that, yeah, whether you're looking at work, take you uni, whatever you're thinking about going into straight away, think about what do you want to do and how do you want to spend your time? And is it something that even if you're maybe not in the exact place where you thought you would end up, which will probably be a lot of people after high school, um, be like, Am I, is there something in my life that I'm doing that is bringing me joy? And if it's yes, even if it's not the main thing that's going on in your life, that's awesome so think find the little things of joy find the things that keep you connected so whether that be your friendships or if you're like really passionate about whatever degree or pathway you're pursuing um yeah embrace the journey it's, it's a wild ride after school and i think there's so much pressure to get there but also acknowledge that it's a big shift like it's one of the biggest changes you'll have in life finishing school and then moving on to whatever you do so also like embrace it yeah, embrace the the chaos and also embrace like your your feelings will be very different post-school and maybe you'll really miss the sense of community that we have at school. So embrace that whilst you're here, but also be excited to go off and really continue to develop yourself as a person and travel, travel, because we haven't been able to do that. So <laughs> get in as much travel as you can, um, that would be awesome. That is a perfect way to finish off
1: our session today. That's all the time we have for. Thank you to our amazing guest, Stephanie, or as we know her, Miss Ruth. It's been a pleasure talking to you today. We are live from McRobinson Girls High School in Melbourne, Australia, and you have been listening to Be Like Her Live on McRub Live. My name's Millie and my co-hosts today were Jade, Lily and Zoe. Thank you for joining us and we hope you found this information useful. Until next time, have a great day.
3: Celebrating female role models across our community, live from MacRobertson Girls High School in Melbourne, Australia, you're listening to Be Like Her Live on McRub Live.